drinking on today? That's oh, wait, we, got we, we haven't got that's right. We got a bourbon. whole thing we do. Oh, you got it. Look at this guy. Look this guy has been here for 10 minutes. Got a tenor who's going to tell me how to run a podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to shut up now. I'm just gonna oh, my God. Welcome to the Rep Match Podcast, the automotive podcast where we insult our guests in the first 10 seconds. That's how we do yeah. it, baby. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, we have Leonard on the show today. He is a fellow Skyline bro, just like Mark over here. Mike, whatever the hell his name is. It's been oh, a long week, guys. Oh, it's been a long, it's been a long week, guys. It's been a long week. I'm sorry. Dad's got a job again. Things are rough. Um, <laughs> oh, did you actually start that? Yeah, I did actually start that, but that's not important. Uh, so yeah, we, Mike, met Leonard. Where'd you guys even hook? Where'd you guys? How how'd that whole thing happen? Only fans. Uh, got it. Only <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. No, I I joined a couple of uh like Northern California skyline groups on Facebook and. Okay. He posted a photo of like this intersection that I used to drive through all the time where an mm. area that I lived in. And I was like, son of a bitch. You're like, I, I know, know exactly where that's at. That's at Blue Oaks and like this street. And so I like DM'd him on, on Facebook and we just started chatting and then eventually got to um, meet up and get check cars out and all that stuff and tell me mm. what he has and all his. All the so cool Mike shit. really slid into your DMs. I did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I did. He really, really did. <laughs> yeah, he really did. And I responded with the quickness. I was really thirsty. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it worked. Shot my shot. Wait, so <laughs> wait, so you've got a pair of Wu Tang War whistles? Because I also have a pair of Wu Tang War whistles. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> that is, but yeah, sure. It's a, it's a turkey, bro. Those, you know, the turn, you know, the no, little you know. Oh, I got two of those. Yeah, yeah, that's. And here we go, full circle, baby. Let's yep. go. You're single. So up on the screen right now is uh, this is Leonard Scott, and it's not blue anymore. You said right? No, well, it's a different shade of blue. The so different shade know. of blue. So yeah. you've got so one. It's very clean. It's got a fatty intercooler in the front. I can tell. What wheels are those? Uh, the, they're right black. Now they're the. They're the. SSR, SS, no, sorry. They're the SSF Type F wheels. Okay. They're, Ooh, wow. they're a Japanese uh, yeah, company. Yeah. 18 by 10 and a half plus 22 offset on all four. That's a, so what do you, what do you, two, uh, 10 and a half, so those 275s? Uh, no, I still, uh, I'm still rocking 265, 35, 18s on it. They're just that's... a little bit. Too stretched for my liking, but uh, it's the last set of of the rubber that I had. What kind of? So what do you? What do you? What tires do you uh, have on it right now? They're uh, Dunlop uh, Z3, uh, the Dunlop Dereza Z3 Star Specs. Okay, okay. They could gotcha, only gotcha. get in Japan apparently. Yeah, the thing. Like, <laughs> I try to I try to order a new set and a new size, and I can't get it here in, in the states. So yeah, I mean <laughs> oh. that's that's kind of the thing. So tell us. And I know that you said that this would open a can of worms. So before we do this, actually, let's go through the top of the show. What we always do. What are we drinking clockwise from my screen, Timmy? Um, I'm drinking the same thing as last time. I got the Ninkasi Brewing IPA like mixed group. So we're starting with the uh, double IPA Tricera hops. Nice. Leonard, what do you got? I had this Mezcal Magnificent Vida. That's good shit. Really nice. good stuff. Whoa. Picked it up at Bevmo. It's on sale. Nice. We're all about a sale. Sales. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chris, you're up. Uh, straight no, out of the whorehouse. 
You gotta make money somehow, man. Um, I got Ballast Point Passing Haze IPA. It's pretty tasty. Ooh, I don't think I can even get Ballast Point in Texas. I haven't seen it since I've been out here. All right, That's Michael, sucks. are we deviating? Uh, are we deviating from White Boy Summer? Oh, yeah. Oh I got to yeah. switch it up a little bit. I got okay. a little revision, and I got a sparkling muffin. Oh. Did you see that? I bet you say that to all the boys. It's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's dope. Uh, that is pretty dope. Pretty fucking tasty. And then I got a uh, shot lined up of the, uh, you know, bullet tenure. We're fans. We stand the bullet tenure. And last but not least, the resident ginger, the all-American murder machine himself. Kyle, what are you drinking? Uh, a hazy IPA by that's a pineapple. I've had that before. That stuff's really good. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. yeah. Okay. I am drinking. Um, pineapple there. That's nice shit. Dude, Dude, they're the nice, candle. yeah. Through the I candle, like as Chris so lovingly <laughs> calls it. Um, so there is a place called Specs in Texas. It is so you can't get booze at a grocery store, which is a huge inconvenience when you live in a town that doesn't have a grocery store anyway. But you know, just saying. Um, so you have to go to like liquor stores, and there's a place called Specs. And the first time I walked in there, do you remember that part in Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory? And he's like, "Come with me, and you'll be like." That's what it was like. No. Yeah, you open it up. There's this. What? There's a fucking humidor on the right for one. There's two, probably f- thirty-five foot long, six foot tall racks of just bourbon, both sides, oh. scotch, whiskey, the whole nine yards, right? Tequilas <sighs> goes along the back, and then in the back is the beer section. So I got uh-huh. a bottle of Knob Creek that, I shit you not, is like this big for like. 55 bucks. Oh, I hate you. It's Jesus. so good. Yeah. Oh, I hate it's you. pretty great. A yeah, it is. I'd go through that in like two weeks. <laughs> well, that's because you're an alcoholic. <laughs> <to me. laughs> well, yeah, he is the youngest out of the group. That's true. He is the youngest out of the group. He's still got a fully functioning liver, I'm sure. Yep. Yeah. If, yeah. At least half of one. They can replace the other half, right? Did you get a tune up on that thing? Okay. So anyway, now that we've gotten through that part, Tell us the story of the skyline, you and the skyline, how you came to own the skyline, what happened to the skyline. I know you did a lot of work to the skyline because this story from what Mike tells me or Mark is we're going to call him for this podcast because he fucked up his name. Right? <laughs> um, he says it's a sick story and I don't know anything about it. I wanted to come into this like a fresh little child not knowing what's going on. So that was up. Lay it on me. Uh- well, shoot. So first of all, I guess I got to apologize. This is a very long-winded story. Uh, I, I bought the car back in 2012, okay. but it, there's a little bit of lead up to it as to really how I came to find it and own it and, you know, the, the brevity of it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess in early March of 2012, uh, I had a R33 GTST a rb25 single turbo rear wheel drive right rear wheel drive okay uh it had a two-way diff uh like it was it was basically a drift car i had bought it from uh a pilot uh, that I, I was stationed with which so i was living in japan i was stationed in japan i was in the army i was a helicopter crew chief on u860 blackhawks um and so I had just just passingly, uh, yeah, you know, I fucking worked on helicopters. Cool. We do. Moving on. I mean, that's, that's like a, that's like a different story, right? So that's like a totally different story, right? Uh, but uh, the reason why I was in Japan and how I, I came to live in Japan for so long was initially uh, because I was in the army. I was enlisted in the army, uh, and so I had just gotten stationed there. I was looking for a car, and one of the pilots 
uh, that was in my unit, he was also a gearhead car guy and he was looking to offload his 33 GTST because he was leaving Japan. And so it was like a good, is this the silver one I see here in the, in the photos that you sent? Okay. Yes. So that, that's it. Uh, as you can see, he had a lot of fun, uh, drifting it before I became a steward of it. It's got some great wheels on it. Yeah. (laughs) So I really wish, uh, I parted out that car, you know, looking back on hindsight, but, (laughs) um, and so I bought this car and I bought it for $1,800. What? What? Hey, you gotta remember 2012 though. No, this doesn't matter. I had bought it it in November of 2011. Yeah. When I, when I had first uh, PCS there, right? For, for reference, like if you were trying to get a Skyline in the States, not earlier than that. So I'm talking Motor X days, which I'm sure you guys know about Motor X, right? So if you like, they were the whole shit show that was Motor X, they were already charging like 15, 16 G's for GTSTs. And this is like 2006. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Right. Um, and he paid to 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 that like uh i'm sure there were like in compliance or like they were advertised as in compliance spec that's okay (laughs) (laughs) right that's what got crushed where we know they're not in compliance (laughs) (laughs) but i mean uh i i guess for the labor and the and the knowledge to do that that's that's a pretty i would say that that would that would be a pretty good price for back in the day but yeah you know it you know, on the off the streets of Japan, it was a dime a dozen. You know, you could go down the street and and find one selling for two grand at that time. It's ridiculous. And so, like this, this one, he like he hooked me up. Uh, it was already you know to his his drift spec and and what I did. I I don't I don't think I even changed a part on it in the the my ownership of it mm-hmm. for eighteen hundred dollars. So eighteen hundred dollars. And so, like, Fuck. it was just a, 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 do, a drop in the bucket at that time, right? I have people that buy windshields that cost $1,800. Yup. <laughs> yeah. My moldings on the GTR that I just replaced cost more than that. Oh, oh my God. God. That hurt just to think it, about. I'm sure oh. Mike, Mike knows. Oh, my I'm sure God, he's dude. Like, I can... We'll get to that story, but I know his pain. The things that I've watched go through the roof in the past six months... Dude, like the coolant reservoir, the washer reservoir, the plastic fan, at least doubled in the past six months, if not tripled in price. Is that because that idiot parked that boat in the Suez Canal? You think that has anything to do with it? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's been a long time coming, really. But yeah, and we can talk about that in a second. Um, So I bought it in, in November of 2011. Fast forward to about March of 2012. Uh, I'm in the mountains, uh, just west, northwest of Tokyo, doing some toge with my my uh, my boys. Toge, for those who don't know, is uh, yeah. you know drifting, not drifting, but you know grip. I'm fun. Up, Mountain racing. Yeah, yeah. We're doing dumb stuff. Uh, and as you know, know sometimes you do you do dumb stuff. I crashed this R33, and I had uh, fucked up the steering, and so I couldn't drive it home. Uh, we were a 500 kilometers away from our base, which, which is like 300 and some miles, yeah. 300 miles. Yeah. We'll just call it 300, 300 miles, like a long, a long distance. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really want to, you know, cause it too much of a big stink because we were doing Hoonigan's shit. So, uh, 
uh, I called a junkyard that was really close that a Japanese friend who was with us just so happened to know. He's like, uh, they'll pick it up, junk it for you. They'll give you the paperwork, make it legit. And so you could just say that a car died on the mountain. You were far away. And so it's junk. Scrapped it's it. Like, yeah. Scrapped it. And yeah. like no police report, you know. Uh, and and so that's what I did. And so and so sick. Uh, I just threw. I basically threw the Star Thirty Three uh, GTS T away with all the parts on it. Uh, I think I, I took off some uh, intake piping that I sold to the people that we were driving with. And so like as like still on the mountain, it was being vultured off a little bit, and I sold off. Um, this man literally I could. Threw it in the gutter and went and got yep. another with fucking <laughs> skylines. <laughs> yep. That's, yep. That's kind of that's, that's kind of what that's kind of how it that's was. Some big dick energy, my friend. You know? Yeah. Parted yeah. it out um, on the side of the road. Yeah. Some <laughs> most fucking <laughs> gangster shit. Savage. Don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, I was mortified like i was i was really i was at a loss yeah but what do you what do you do right in that situation it's like i get on my computer that weekend and i go on gunet which was the used car exchange and um i start looking for a 32 gtr because i I thought it was a good excuse shit i crashed my r33 what did i always wanted to get when i was in japan and that was a 32 gtr and so that, that's what I, I just typed it in, searched up, and this car came up uh, just down the road from the base that I, I was stationed at. So I walked there, like, that weekend. Mm-hmm. I bought I it. I saw it, and I test drove it, like, just maybe 200 meters down the, down the road. Brought it back, told them, you know... We could arrange for a price, but I need you to hold this car until Monday. Because it was like a Saturday, right? So right. I couldn't come up with the money because, you know, Bitcoin wasn't at what it was now. And right. like the, all the banks were closed. And so there was no way for me to get cash. Uh, and so I'm like, just hold this car for me until Monday. And I will come with cash first thing. And then we'll, we'll handle the price. I mean, like it was a modified car. The, it, it was a one-owner car. The, the okay. owner previous to me. Wow. Bought it new uh and modified it to like be a street track car and so there, it, it was already pushing a little bit of power and had some upgrades on it uh and so i like it, it was pretty much perfect for what i wanted to kind of do and, and it was just like a, a good progression forward for the car as well you know in its life uh through the previous owner's hands to mine that's so sick dude so and so i bought it for what amounted to ten thousand two hundred and like fifty seven dollars? Fucking podcast over. I don't ever want to talk to you again. Go away. It's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. You paid ten grand for a fucking thirty. I get this was nine years ago, almost ten years ago, right? Yeah, and it had and like four hundred four hundred thirty wheel horsepower. That's fucking and crazy. Well, the cage. Yeah, that's so sick, and dude. So, and so they wanted. They think they wanted like closer to 12 but uh i don't know i hag- i haggle them down with what's just straight up cash like no speaks man cash speaks yeah everyone knows Back. historically the japanese are weak negotiators i'm kidding i don't have any <laughs> historical background i have no historical basis for that comment <laughs> uh, <laughs> damn it. they're good stonewallers 
They're good. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, he said no. It's no. They do this, they do this fucking thing that like you can't get through. Like if, if yeah. you're negotiating with with one, like. I used to play poker with a couple of Japanese dudes and that was like you like you know what I mean you're playing hold 'em or whatever and you check raise yeah. and they go <laughs> for like a minute straight, bro. It's like how big are your lungs, dog? You know what I mean? Like cigarette <laughs> hanging out of the mouth. Just <laughs> oh, and it, it, it's, it's, it's like it's like it's burning the entire time they're doing that. <laughs> it's just, yeah. But it's those charcoal cigarettes, they last forever. It's crazy. So <laughs> Okay, so so it was it was Sort of built, pretty built, 430 wheel, right? That's decent. Okay. I mean, and then it had a yeah, cage it, in it. it. Had, it had, yeah, it had uh, upgraded Nismo injectors, uh, Spitfire coils. Uh, I think they were like really old HKS turbos. Sick. Uh, it had an N1 block. It, oh. It, 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 was, it, was, it was, I mean, it was, it was pretty built. That's a pretty, uh, yeah, that's like a pretty breathed on. But, but I mean, like, if you're if you're talking like in terms of Japan standard, that was um, wild, medium to mild. Yeah. Okay. Right. Because um, it was I only feel, putting out 430 horsepower. I feel at, like the and I feel like the one, thing with 1.2 bar, and so that you know that was yeah, so that's uh, well, like uh, 17, 19 PSI 19, 19 yeah. yeah. I know math, guys. Because yeah. like the thing about Japanese <laughs> tuners, especially like in that you know post 90s mid 2000 ish whatever is like you know you have the tip of the spear guys you have your you know your smoking nagatas and stuff we're just like we're gonna make 200 plus horse exactly top secret baby we're gonna make 200 horsepower supras with v12s in them and turbos because you know i'm smoky yeah. fucking nagata yeah <laughs> and yeah. but it like that's like the I don't know, like it kind of nor- like it increases the average. It drives the average like modification yeah. level of a car up a lot, right? Because not what's that? Well, yeah. Sorry, no, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean. I didn't mean that. No, no, no. But it's it's just a thing of like there's there's a high like there's a high level of tuning in Japan. There kind of always has so, been for years, decades, right? So, so you, you you need to let him finish his story. I want to hear the story. Yeah, because <laughs> because that that what you just said. Ties in? Okay. Part right. of that. I'll shut up. So, Dad told me to shut, shut up and watch the movie. Shut up. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. No, call me out, Mark. <laughs> so, hey, Nathaniel. Uh, Mark and his fucking Ultima, you know? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what the best part is? Is you will huh. ride that Ultima any fucking day of the week. Every day. single... I, there's not much that anybody won't do in the passenger seat of that Ultima. Let me tell Pretty you. much. <laughs> Pretty much. We can't right. be mad anyway, at Ultima. I'm sorry. SCR, baby. Anyway, go ahead. Let the man talk about his story because it, it, it does get better. Trust me. Uh, so I bought it in March. Uh immediately you know start bagging the piss out of it me and my buddies in the mountains uh i think some of the pictures that i showed you are like uh, from like yabitsu i think is what they're labeled so yabitsu is is a toge mountain road not too far from where i was stationed at and me and my it's pretty popular uh i think is in one of the initial d episodes uh, i believe that with yeah. the the wooden tower yeah yep oh let me see if i can find uh, it and so like that that was our our home horse, if you will, uh, you know, before we started getting on the track, 
I remember countless nights, you know, getting off after work or flying a late flight and, you know, just going straight up into the mountains and, you know, just bagging on the car for a few hours, you know, really getting to know it uh, because my plan was always to, you know, track it and, and to use it for what it was kind of built for and what the previous owner, you know, had uh, improved upon. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, sea time up in those mountains there. Uh, it's so sick, that, dude. It's awesome. <laughs> fall of that year, uh, me and my buddies. And so, like, we essentially, I, I had a, a group of buddies that, that were kind of going upon the same kind of path, uh, just getting to Japan, you know, buying uh, GTSTs or GTRs or other Supras, Chasers, RX-7s, FDs, whatever, you know. Just, Chaser boys. Anyway, there was a, a, a pretty good variety <laughs> of... Of vehicles you know throughout the years you know um and we all and we all like like just sent it <laughs> either either up yeah, the or in the tracks like they're all about it um and that was great was yeah good energy uh and so that fall of 2012 we uh got hooked up with some uh private organizations that that organized track sessions over at a uh, scuba circuit in japan it's a, a little it's pretty famous uh oh yeah as well yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, personal if favorite you've ever mine. if you've ever fucking played gran turismo in your entire life you better you fucking know it. where the fuck yeah. that is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the old forza games that used to have it before they had licensing yes yeah. yeah um and so like uh we did a bunch of events there uh and from there i started modifying the car to, to kind of improve upon my time. So the first time I was at in scuba, it was pretty good for uh, the tires that I was on. I was, I was on Z, the Dunlop Dereza Z1 star specs at the time. Uh, and to give you an idea of, you know, people say this or that about that tire, the Z, the, the Z, the Dereza Z tires, we'll call them since, you know, it's one, two, and three now. Mm. Um, about how, how good or not good they are on the track, I think, they are amazing on the track. I've, I've run consistent hot laps on them. And, and while they do get greasy, uh, the grip hold is pretty good. And so I've always run them. I'll probably continue to run them as long, you know, as, as they continue to be good. But um, from there, I, I had blown a rear turbo. I had uh, replaced the turbos myself with uh, GTS, HKS GTSS turbos. Which took like six weeks to be honest. Uh, <laughs> was it like? I've, I've was it like? That, you, I've heard that nightmare. I've heard those nightmare stories. I yeah, mean, I know and, that RBs are like they can be difficult to work on. I've heard that before, and like anybody I've ever known who ever like RB swapped like a two forty is like this shit barely fits in here, and it's a giant pain in the ass if anything goes sideways. You know what I mean? So is it the same mm -hmm. on a GTR? Is it that bad to kind of work on in that area or? Uh, it's it's really not that bad, but uh, once you start modifying parts and uh -huh. not all of them work in the same kind of concert together, Ooh. and so the dimensions start getting a little out of whack with you know things that can't move in the car, like the strut uh, power bulges and and you know the right. firewall and whatnot. Um, in my case, and this is a little <laughs> embarrassing, it was the exhaust manifold studs, so they were pretty old, uh, and so when I took them off, but uh, when I took the exhaust man, the turbo exhaust manifolds off, uh, I realized that either they were really weak and they were like, just like a 
like a, a cunt hair uh, of metal like attached to it, or they were just completely like broken off. Was that a red haired cunt hair or a black hair? Because the red hairs are the thinnest one. Everybody it knows. Was, <laughs> it was. It was <laughs> <laughs> A black, a black one. We'll go with it was black a black one. one. A little bigger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. We're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> but it, it, had take, it had taken me a few weeks to extract the broken ends of the studs out of the head without, you know, having to take the motor out or the yeah. head out. So, like, the, the motor was just still in the car, and, and that was probably my first mistake. Um, so you ended up I, muscle fucking it for six weeks instead of just pulling the engine yeah. and being done with it. <laughs> oh no! I'm a bit of a stubborn, I'm a bit of a stubborn bitch. <laughs> uh, I've, made that, I've made that mistake twice more, and I've cut down the time from six weeks to like two days. So yeah. I, I think I think good we're change. doing good. We're doing good. Change. Yeah. That's a solid improvement, right? That's there. a solid improve. lap time yeah. decrease, right Big there. Up. Well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, so. I don't. I feel like I'm dragging the story along. No, you're good. You're good. That's four. Um. So, me and my buddies were tracking the. We're tracking our cars, uh, and the same time, we're going out to Daikoku, uh, which is a, a famous parking area. I'm sure the, the Speed yeah. Hunters. If you're under, if, if you ever. I'm gonna bring it up and like, yeah. If you've ever looked at a Speed Hunters, fucking yeah, article in Japan, I like dream to go to like no doubt hands down like if i could spend a week in japan and live at that spot for a week yes and this is you and just for the record this is you and magnus at daikoku isn't it uh i think i can't see i know this is tatsumi yeah this is tatsumi i think i think uh me and magnus were at tatsumi he he did he was also there at daikoku uh with that replica porsche the 277 and that pistachio Colored Porsche that's also in that pictures mm-hmm. that I sent you guys. Um, just a little tidbit because I, I really need to point out about that pistachio colored Porsche. That is one of the only narrowed bodied, narrowed bodied RWB Porsches ever made. And it's a very interesting, very intricate spec. And I love it. I love that car. That Every time I, I saw it, I I drooled over looking it. at what you're looking at, but I think I watched the video of him making that car. Being the only narrow-bodied one, does he have a video? Of that? I didn't even know. I didn't he's, even know. He's made all kinds of videos. So this is like, not the two seven seven. It's next to you, right? Because I know, like Magnus no. has a few. He has a few of them. They're like kind of scattered in places that he likes to go drive. Like I know that he kind of like keeps. No, they're all replicas. So they're all replicas built by fans. And so this one all is of also them. Replicas. Yeah, built built by a, a poor specific shop that's also a big fan of Magnus, that's which is so why sick. he was he was over in Japan at the time. <clears throat> That's so gangster. Imagine just I'm not going to get into Magnus Walker and how prolific of a fucking influence that dude is on Porsche culture globally and car culture in general. (laughs) Yeah, dude, he can wheel and he looks like Rob Zombie, which is rad. (laughs) Yeah, his beard beard just looks so (laughs) That's that one dreadlock that he has that one like. I feel like oh, it's nine like, foot long because he's just in a north. Like, the, okay, first of all, he's just a giant man that drives little old Porsches. You know what I mean? In like combat boots with dreads that feel like they barely fit in the car. He's just, he's awesome. He's like, I don't know. If you don't love Magnus Walker, you shouldn't, you don't like cars. Sorry. Anyway. Sorry. So, so I, I, I should, I should say throughout the entire time. So I lived in Japan for a total of like nine and a half years from 2000, so November sorry. of 2011 to. 
July of last year, 2020. Oh shit. You uh, just got and, back. Yeah. So I, I just moved back last year uh, in the midst of all the, all, the, all this coronavirus craziness. And that was an interesting thing. I can um, imagine. But like from 2011 to 2015, 16, I would say I lived at Daikoku and Tatsumi on the Wangan, on the C1, in the mountains. Like, I. You had every JDM kid's wet dream, this. right? Like, you just, you live, like, yeah, as a kid, I, like. I, 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 I didn't want to let go of it, right? And that's why I guess I was there for almost. Why years. would you? Listen, I mean, like, I've always been I a Japanese car kid, always. Like, I, like, I. When I was really, really young, my stepdad was into, you know, he's like, I like shooting guns and riding dirt bikes and we go, you know, and he was a muscle car guy, right? This is what it was. The guys next door, yeah, the guys next to him were, they ran a chassis shop for, you know, low riders and all that kinds of stuff. And so I just grew up around a lot of muscle cars. First, you know, real fast car I ever drove was like a 600 horsepower Mustang at the guy down shop next door you stone, right? Which was cool. He let me drive it in a parking lot. And he's like, if you kill yourself, like it's your fault. I was like, fair enough. Anyway. (laughs) And, uh, I like the man's style. You'll yeah. learn today. You're going to learn today. <laughs> but like Darn to my point, it. I grew up playing Gran Turismo, right? Like I grew up playing Gran Turismo. I grew up playing Forza. I grew up playing Midnight Club, which was not like a real, or like a Tokyo Extreme Racer, right? Which was like the shit. And then Fast and the Furious came out and it was like a whole thing, right? And so you end up, you know, if, and watching option videos and all that kinds of shit. And you just kind of like become enamored with this culture that feels so close because we have some of the same looking cars, but it's so alien because the ones we got were never as good. And the ones you really wanted, we never got. And right. And there's just a vibe about Japan that you can't capture in the States, you know, you can't replicate. Yeah. Yeah. And like growing up in LA, like we had mountain culture, we had Canyon runs, you know, we have GMR and Azusa and all that stuff. And, it's there's a parallel, but there's uh, correct me if I'm wrong. There had to be something. I'm sure you had a moment where you're you're on the mountain and you're thinking like this is the mountain that Takumi's whole life is based off of, and I'm in my R32 and I'm in Japan and like holy fucking shit, this is sick. Like I'm sure that that moment like hit. There are so many moments. Because, like, honestly, I, there, th- I came to that realization so many times while I was doing, honestly, all this cool shit. It's, it's kind of hard for me not to sound like a, an asshole about it. Like, this is some cool shit that yeah, I was. It's able fucking to do. cool, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. no, fuck no. Oh, we all want. I, 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 I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not good at telling this story yet. Because I honestly, I this is probably the first time I've. You're doing a great story. job. You're doing a great yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sold. Like, let's yeah, write a script. Yeah, I want to see a movie. Let's awesome. fucking yeah. do it. <laughs> movie. Just, so we're all <laughs> it's like the Last Samurai, but with GTRs. I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, could, we could call it the Last Long Gone Race. There you go. Yeah. Um, all right. Oh. So, because, Zach no, Snyder, are you listening? Hollywood. I was just talking to a friend of mine uh, who's still in Japan and who, who's. Also, was in my car group. Uh, if you really pay attention to some of the pictures and some of the video, the Midnight Purple 33 GTR 33. that you, that you that. see, uh, he's a good friend of mine. I've known him uh, since I since I got to Japan. Uh, American guy from Alabama, old school. He's he's like older. He's he's probably like 55 right now. Okay. A little older gentleman, but like he's still a huge gearhead, and he just 
gun, he just sends it, right? He's still about that old school life. And so me and him are really good friends. And like, and uh, I was talking to him yesterday and, and he said, the Wangan, the C1, Tatsumi, Daikoku, all that, it's not what it used to be. Like he's been trying to to see different types of like if different groups went elsewhere, they migrated, but like, it's just completely died out. And, it, and it's really Sad. not what it used to be. And, and so we were reminiscing the other night. And, and so like, I guess it's good timing that I'm talking to you guys about it. Hell yeah. It's, it's wow. not what it is. It, apparently it's not what it used to be. Well, I know that like a lot of other types of car culture is funny in the sense that you always want what's in your neighbor's backyard, right? Like, so like I was always, so like growing up in LA as a Honda kid, right? The badge swaps were the thing, right? You take the Acura mm -hmm. RSX type S and you put the Honda R, you know, Integra, Honda Integra yeah. type R badges yep. on it, whatever. Yep. Yep. And then <laughs> I was like, I mean, I guess I get it, but it's like 400 bucks for badges. And then I was on speed hunters and I'm looking and it's like, they're USDM swapping their stuff over there. And I'm like, yeah. well, this is yeah. dumb, yeah. right? So uh, the, the Japanese love American, American car culture. And like, I know lowrider culture is getting really big out there and like that kind of oh, shit. It's been, right? it's been, been yeah. huge. So like it's like a huge, like uh, something called moon eyes that like, is yeah, yeah, yeah. Hammered. and they do some crazy stuff with their American custom cars. Like they do the, the they're doing their own stuff mm -hmm. yeah. and they're like, it's yeah, like an evolution on, on what, you know, uh, us here in the States have done to our own cars. And like it's crazy because you kind of see that mirrored with people doing their own GTR builds in the states now, and you know trying other things that Japanese tuners don't. And it's like you look at like um like Bosuzoku, right? Which is like the most obnoxious form of mo modifying vehicles, and I love it so much because it's so dumb and it serves no purpose. But it's like, hey, bro, look at my lip; it's four feet long. Look at it. <laughs> I, have, I have one thing to say about those motherfuckers. And it's fuck those I want to know why. Give me the inside scoop. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and I actually it gets back into the into the story a little bit. Uh, so during during the time of you know I'm living out you know every night or every other night uh, down in Daikoku on the Wangan. Wangan is you know the famous the fucking Wangan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Native tunnel. Uh, and so. We're, me and my group, we're chilling in, in Daikoku, and I think it's a Saturday. It's probably a Saturday. Uh, there's a lot of us, uh, and Daikoku's getting shut down because uh, the minivans that are blasting bass over by the vending machines are making too much noise, right? And they're bothering the 18-wheeler truck guys who are trying to sleep in the parking area. Okay. So the, those truckers call the police, and the police station's right in Daikoku, okay. right? And so the cops just shut down the entrance, uh, then get on their PA and say, like, basically, motherfuckers, go home. You, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay can't here. Stay here. Yeah. <laughs> and so we everybody basically funnels out of Daikoku uh, in one go. And so now you have this mixture of vehicles and personalities, Bozo bikes, Wangan racer, high speed dudes, the drift dudes, the slam dudes, the dudes in the minivan, like everybody's there then you got the 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 dudes with the anime like and everyone's just like, kind of, like <laughs> falling out of daikoku and it's like daikoku is a, a a spiral in down yep. and a spiral out right mm -hmm. and so uh as it so happens uh these bozo bikes and it's a gang of them like maybe they squad 100. bro stupid yeah, haircuts they, and all like, yeah <laughs> this, 
Yeah, this was this had to be back in like 2013, 2014, uh, because they were rolling deep, like yeah. 100, 200 deep. Mm-hmm. And they mobbed the highway going towards Tatsumi and, and on the Wangan going towards uh, Tokyo from Yokohama and Daikoku. And we're behind them, me, uh, us and our gang. And they're cover- literally covering four lanes in this five lane one way highway, like going the, the direction highway. Sick. It just blocked. Locked it off, slowed it down, and just like meh, 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 meh. Oh, like singing the Japanese oh, national no. anthem, right? Only letting one one lane of traffic by at a time, right? And everyone slowed down, right? Uh-huh. And so it took us like maybe twenty minutes to get to the front of this. Jeez. Right? And me and my buddy Thomas, he um, he's the guy in the midnight purple thirty three. We kind of think the same way, and so we're like. And fuck these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so we get to the front of these bozos instead of just driving on by and being on our way to Tatsumi, which is where we're going and which is where we'll probably see them again. Mm-hmm. Um, we both me and like me, I think either he was in front of me or I was behind me, like it was one of the way. And and so we just simultaneously, as soon as we get to the front of the pack, just up our both GTRs. And like, we were going slow, so we were already in second gear, and we just boost, like, and just leave them in a clut of just turbo smoke, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and this, this is the long yard, and there's no one, there's no one in front of us because they've it's slowed blocking it down. traffic, yeah, traffic. yeah. And so we second, third, fourth, fifth gear, and just fucking jet off on them, and just leave, leave their leader yeah. who, who's in the front, just like a cloud of turbo dust and GTR smoke. It was funny, but so like just for anybody who's for anybody who listens to this shit and doesn't know for listen. First of all, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know what the fuck he's talking about when he says Wanga and and all that, yeah. Why don't we appreciate you too? Please educate yourself. Google the Wanga, Google the Midnight Club. Two words, right? Like Midnight midnight Club, club. Mid not Midnight Midnight Club. Look it up. There's a crazy amount of cool underground automotive history there and some really sick motherfuckers with some fast ass cars that had a code, right? They weren't just fucking idiots. To your point, you got the bozos blocking traffic. That's like dudes who do takeovers on the freeway these days. True. Right? Yeah. And sideshows and shit. They don't have these dudes were like, no, nah, nobody gets hurt. And then somebody got hurt and then they stopped fucking racing altogether. So funny, funny you mentioned them and their rules because there is still something or there was uh something reminiscent of that of uh a certain group of of car dudes that um presided over at tatsumi and if i don't know if you how you know uh educated you guys are on tatsumi that's kind of a i don't i don't i don't know how known that is do you guys know i don't know a ton about it so please educate me Okay, so Tatsumi is a, a parking area. It's it's much smaller in size than Daikoku. It's it's basically just uh, maybe like fifty parking spots. Okay, but uh, it's just right off the Wangan once you once you get uh, across the Tokyo Bay. Like so, you you the Tokyo Bay has Rainbow Bridge. It's pretty famous. Yeah, and so one of the first exits just right off that in uh like a suburb of tokyo is called tatsumi so it, it, it it's a straight pa then it jets out uh onto the c1 which loops back around through tokyo 
back onto the Rainbow Bridge and back into Tatsumi. And so it's a good loop mm -hmm. um, if you're someone who's into that, right? Circuit racing. Uh, and so, and I, I'm not quite sure. I never really ask any, any of the gentlemen that were part of that group. Um, but like, it, it seemed like they were kind of running uh, the same kind of code as the old Midnight Club. Uh, they're called the R9, mm -hmm. uh, which meant that they lapped the C1 from Tatsumi back over to Tatsumi in nine minutes. So that's basically running a lap of Tokyo in nine minutes. That's oh. fucking crazy. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure of the exact kilometer. You might have to do that on Google Map to to check it out. Uh, but it's a good stretch of road. And I mean, to do that in nine minutes. Uh, you have to be a fucking man. Let's be let's honest. be honest here. Like you don't you don't name your car club after how fast you can do a route unless it's fast as fuck, boy. You know what I'm saying? Like it's got to be, <laughs> <laughs> be a solid ass point. I mean, <laughs> so it's like a double entendre because that route is also called R9. <laughs> See, genius. It's oh, <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's a pretty. I mean, to do nine minutes on route nine, that's pretty. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How long did it take you to do R9? <laughs> round nine. <laughs> nine. Yeah, round nine. Um, yeah. And so uh, in that in those pictures that I sent you guys, mm -hmm. um, I think they're labeled like Tatsumi or Tatsumi Nights. There's a black Porsche with martini livery. Yes, that. I just I just had that photo. Yeah. Oh, dude. That Porsche does that C1 loop in nine minutes or probably less, probably. That's I tried so I tried fucking calling clean. That, I tried following that man one night uh, on the C1. And he said, fuck you. Uh-uh. Oh. I stayed with him for a little bit, but, like, at a certain point, like, you know, like, I knew I was driving outside of my comfort level for the, for the road, mm. for a public road. And um, he just didn't give a fuck. I mean, he he's been driving it for so long. He knows it like the back of his hand. So I I don't I don't know. I can't speak to yeah his, his mindset, but yeah, that's fucking Nuts. tight. So okay, so here we are. So you've, so you got the thirty two. You got thirty two. It's four thirty. It's got a roll cage in it. You're running. You're doing mountains. You're you're going to Daikoku. You're doing the whole thing. What happens next? Porsche, Jesus. And so uh, one night. This is in 2013. This is 2013, fall of 2013. It's a nice crisp fall night in Tokyo. Uh, my girlfriend, now wife, uh, she's uh, having a good time with a, a friend of hers in, in downtown. They're at a club. She asked me to pick her up, you know, at a ungodly hour, like in advance. She's like, I'm going to call you when I'm drunk. Probably like around three o'clock. My my wife's Japanese, but yeah. she still gets drunk like you know American wives do. Right, right, right. But anyway, no, no idea what like, you mean. Hey, couldn't, couldn't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, couldn't, none of us could tell you that. Couldn't tell you she at all. At with least that. had the courtesy to, to let me know in advance that she would be drunk calling me to pick her up in Tokyo, uh, you know, at an ungodly hour. And I'm like, okay, fine. It's you know Friday night or Saturday night. I really forget the specific of the day. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, that's fine. I'll. Just go to Tokyo and be driving the, the highways like I usually do in the 32. And then, you know, when you call me up, I'll just, I'll, uh, I'll come by because it's right there. Right. The highway to Tokyo, like, not, not too much. Anyway, so I'm chilling at Tatsumi. Uh, 
<laughs> with these crazy dudes and uh, these pair of R35s, which I'd recognized as top secret tuned cars, uh, roll up to Tatsumi. And it's probably like one o'clock in the morning now. Uh, and also this dude in a white Supra, uh, European dude. And so that, that's what caught my eye. And so I, I, they all parked kind of semi together, which uh, indicated to me that they were maybe rolling together from Daikoku or from wherever they were. Uh, anyway, I, I don't know. I had a good set of balls on me. I was like, hey, what's up, guys? I chatted them up. I started talking to the, the dude in the Supra. And he seemed pretty... Um, about it like uh, <laughs> I, I don't know I, I asked him like kind of specific questions of, of of whether or not he ran the the Wangan a lot or where he's from like there wasn't a lot of like hey I want to race you there was more mm. like hey how crazy are you so I'm gonna ask these kind of questions to let to see to fill you out right yeah like if just, you're with the shit or you, not right like are you with the shit or are you not with the shit yeah so I, I guess I, sh I should add some context to, to this to this vague conversation because I, I don't I, I'll be honest I don't really remember exactly like what was said or how we got to where we were later on, but like uh, the way it goes, or at least the way I remember it is like there was no, hey we're gonna run from forty kilometers an hour to two hundred and twenty kilometers an hour see who gets there fastest. It was more of a Hey, we're all going to roll down the road. Uh, then, you know, as soon as somebody or anybody feels like dropping gear and going, we'll all just go until we don't have the balls on our, on the accelerator anymore. You know what I mean? Does that, does that make sense? Isn't this like, <laughs> yeah. wasn't that, that's like Lost Boys, right? With the dirt bikes. That's like, we're just going to fucking run until somebody punks out. It's perfect. I know that kind of seems like a fantasy way to say it, but like, yeah. Well, no, like, listen, when it's just a bunch of car guys around each other and it's like, you feel like it's nighttime, you're having fun. You feel like you own the road. Like, yeah, you just fucking do whatever. I like there was a Canyon down South called carbon Canyon. And it was like really dead through a neighborhood. And it wasn't even really a Canyon. It was like a two mile run, but it was f pretty quick with a cool hairpin. And it was like a 30 mile drive to get there through just a pretty dead part of Southern California. And yeah, it's like you know, me and my 240, a dude in an S2000, a kid in his dad's Lotus just pisses me off. And next thing you know, it's one o'clock in the morning and you're all on the road and it's like, well, we're all doing 130 miles an hour because fucking, you know, it just what happens when you get a bunch of cars together. So it doesn't sound made up to me at all. It seems perfectly normal thing to fucking happen. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. <laughs> It's like, hey, you guys want to go on a drive after this? We can. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna run them, right? You go. Gonna... <laughs> yeah. The thing is, like, it wasn't really like a a dick measuring contest. Like, mm -mm. hey, I'm fashioning you, or I know, I know, I'm fashioning you. I'm gonna show you. It's more like a, a just fucking having just fun. A bunch of dudes yeah. who like too much speed. Yeah. And so I, I think I think that's how we got got to this. And so that that night, uh, I was by myself, which. It's kind of like uh, snowboarding in the backcountry. You never do it by yourself. You never go over landing by yourself. You never do any. Yeah. You never go right, to a long right. run by yourself. <laughs> right. Uh, because there was no one to talk me out of 
rolling with these dudes to uh, Umi Hotaru. It's called Umi, Umi Hotaru. It's mm. uh, another PA that's actually stationed. It's like literally in the middle of Tokyo Bay. Yeah. Um, and so to get there, there's uh, a tunnel. It's about 12 kilometers. It's called the, the tunnel Aquaman. is 12 kilometers? Yes. Damn. And so it's also Bruh. famous, famous <laughs> by Smokey Damn. Nagata. If you, yeah. if you guys oh, remember, okay. I think it was in his Supra, not the, not the V12 Supra, but the, the 2JZ uh, Supra, at, or, or his 33, that's, that's uh, famous, that you see him smoking. All, oh, yeah, it was R33 GTR, the gold one. Always smoking all the tires. Famous, smoking all the tires. That tunnel. Yeah. And so that tunnel is 12 Tatsumi, kilometers long. And so from Tatsumi, we head back on the Wangan towards that because it's uh, just outside of Yokohama or in between Tokyo and Yokohama. Uh, And so we head on the Wangan, and I'm following these two. I'm pretty sure one was 800 horsepower. The other one was 1,000 horsepower, top secret tuned R35 GTRs. One was white. The other one was a dark marine blue. Uh, And this big-ass single-turbo, wide-body, Supra driven by this crazy Russian dude, turns oh, out. Um, and so it's the four of us. And we're going down the long gun and we're, you know, we're just cruising, whatever. But as soon as we head on the on the on-ramp to the the Aqualine, uh, these 35s just get it and they're out. And me and this dude in the Supra are dropping gear, trying to trying to to keep up with this guy, these two guys. And that has a lot to be said about the quickness of the R35 and really yeah. uh, dual clutch transmissions. Is like yeah. I could be standing, I could be sitting next to one in third gear, which is a boost gear for me, like at, at boost RPM. Yep. He could drop two gears before I could drop one gear, and and be at the gone. same level. Like, and yeah. he's he's super gone. Was yeah. it a was it a bright blue R35? Uh, I wouldn't say it was a bright blue. It was like a strange, deep metallic blue. Oh, I think I just it found it. It wasn't too. It wasn't too bright. It's a pretty. It's it's a pretty famous. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I just found it. Nowadays. Yeah. Um. Who, who I'm 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 a uh, pretty good acquaintances with. I, I keep in touch with him. Pretty. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. The crazy dude. So okay. So. And and the reason why he calls me crazy. So so they these two R thirty fives, it's it's a two it's a two lane tunnel. They get off and we're following them or trying to right. And this uh, wide body Supra, he's got a lot more power than me. I think he had like eight hundred horsepower or something like that. And I'm still with four thirty, and so I'm getting lagged behind, right? Yeah. But I'm still in fifth gear, doing three hundred and twenty kilometers an hour. Fuck me, dude. So I'm getting left behind. Which my god, that's fucking nuts. But real talk, and this is something that like, like I don't know how hard you've driven the 33 yet, Mike. Like I know you've getting gotten on it like around town and taking it to a canyon, but I don't know like if you've ever tried to like top it out. It, it, it well it it does top out because it's limited. It's still on the factory. The factory limited. So, so like when Kyle when Kyle and I ran it like I kept with him until it hit that and then he was gone. So my my question is is that like 
everything I've ever heard about Skylines, whether it be 32s to 34s, because 35s are GTRs, let's be nerds here, um, is that they're just ridiculously stable. They're very composed. They're very well put together. When you're hammering on it, fifth gear topped out in a modified 32, did it, how did, what did it feel like? It didn't feel like I was going that fast. I had Fuck to look yeah. down at the Speedo to, to realize, and only then, like, that I was like, oh, shit, I'm doing, like, 200 miles, oh, close to 200 miles an hour. Uh, oh, damn. <laughs> Dude, it's yeah. no joke. I, I, like, uh, this is probably the stupid part of me, is that I didn't lift at that point. I just kept going, trying to fucking keep up with these guys that I was. Like you're gonna magically catch I'm up. Like they're gonna get slower that. somehow, right? You're gonna fucking. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> There's secret, secret Nas in there. Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift song is gonna turn on like magically. I'm, I'm gonna be fine. Hell yeah! You're gonna, you're gonna find like six more yeah. gears. Oh nope. man. Nope. Uh, I had a injector failure in the fourth and sixth uh, injector, which grenaded my motor. Which at almost out, 200 miles an hour, which blew out, I think, the third, fourth, and sixth cylinder walls. Holy also, shit! Also, my also I'm my bringing them up right now, and the drive shafts. 200 mile per hour. Don't do that's racist. You can't do that. That's what's up. Holy shit! There's a hole in the side of the block, dog. So that's a that's an animal block. Right. Dude, no. The best photo is is literally <laughs> the fucking carnage in the fuck. Is that the after you split the what is that? The split the case or the oil pan? Yeah, that the oil so pan I, with I, all I, the bits yeah. and pieces in it. Yeah, that's that's the engine upside down with the oil pan <laughs> taken out with what you what you can't discern piston connecting rod or uh, bits of camshaft or crankshaft. Yeah, yeah. you 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 destroyed it. That makes my fucking heart hurt, dude. Holy dog. And so I, I'm not quite sure. I remember it really vividly that the moment in time in, in which it blew up, in which I realized that something had happened, but I can't remember a big boom. Yeah. And so, like, my mind didn't quite make the connection that especially that like my front diff and my drive shafts were now blown out it, 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 I, because like I, that like, could have gone I, so I, I, bad that could have gone so bad i instinctively knew to to maybe take it out of gear <laughs> but like not funny but it's funny me, yeah uh, then I try to put it back in because then when I realized my mistake, I was like, no, no that's a terrible idea. What am I doing? <laughs> I try to put it back into gear. And there was like, and that's when I knew that like my, my drive shafts were, were fucked because it did one of this, but uh, somehow oh. stayed straight. Like I, oh. and then I just let it, I just held on and I coasted to a stop. That's fucking terrifying. And then a little bit the smoke came out and just like, but, but I, like all of that is like in a split second. Right. Yeah, it doesn't matter though. It's like yeah. it feels like an eternity. Your heart probably legitimately stopped and you don't like you know what I mean? Like that's fucking I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, like that's fucking oh my god. Okay. So the engine so now we're at an impasse, right? Now we have right now we're in impasse. 32 halfway shredded drivetrain, fully shredded motor. What does Leonard do? 
take it to the scrapyard and drop it off. Throw it in the gutter and go get another. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, no. I was pretty. I was pretty clean, keen on on keeping this thirty two. So um, just a little bit of history on on this particular thirty two at this at this particular junction. It's an eighty nine. Uh, it's it's number three thousand three hundred thirty one off the line. Uh, it's also a th one. I guess we'll get to in a little bit. So at this point in time in the story. It was Bayside Blue TV2, legitimate uh, BNR34 Blue, which is why I bought it. But TH1 is is uh, one of the rarer colors for the 32. Okay. And at the time that I, I bought the car, uh, I had no idea that, that was even a thing. Okay. Or was I thinking that way? Uh, it just so ha- it just you know. Just that was the car you wanted. That was the color it was, and that was it. Yeah. 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 Uh, but you know, I, I looked at the VIN and it said th1 i'm like oh wow i wonder what that uh that color is and you know dark i think it's it's got some crazy color crazy name to it but it's dark metallic blue or whatever anyway um i don't know what i was getting at to it but i guess i just wanted to give some history to it well you so, you're talking about how like is engine blue and at this point yeah so you're like you're like in full-on oh, like right. rebuild mode right like this is right. what yeah. do we do where what's the end game with the car now right like if you yeah, ever I, I didn't i didn't want to throw it away like the r33 right um who needs an ultimate anyway right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so um one of my friends that i was rolling with or a few of my friends that i was rolling with um they had a lot of money and a, a few of them had gotten some work done by um, Smokey at Top Secret. Uh, oh, shit, a, dog. A friend, a friend of mine put an R35 uh, that he imported from America because he was also in government ser- government work. Okay. So he already had an R35. So he imported it from the U.S. when he got stationed for his civilian job in Japan and it was flowing with cash because that's how you know civilians are over there. And so he went to Top Secret and he developed a good relationship with Smokey and, and the management over there. But then uh, through the course of luck and stuff, uh, one of my other friends who was also tracking his GTR, 32 GTR at Scuba with me, he blew up his motor at Scuba at one of our track events and had Top Secret and Smokey rebuild him an engine and so when i blew up my engine it was kind of like a oh well i guess all the all cool kids are, are doing gonna, it <laughs> all, yeah. all of us are gonna go you know to, to smoky uh for a new engine and you know it it seemed like oh yeah that's the obvious thing to do um particular but i debated it a little bit because honestly i i knew uh going to a place like top secret that name carries a price of it in and of yeah. its own. Right? Yeah, a little for bit. sure. And, you know, you kind of got to sure. buy into it a little bit. Um, yeah. At the time, I was having uh, another GTR shop, uh, 3H. Uh, it's a little one, one-man one shop uh, in Kanagawa Prefecture in Japan, uh, right by where I was uh, living at. He's a GTR master mechanic, uh, worked for Trust and uh br and nismo itself so big big fucking names in the game for sure yeah and and so he 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 just runs a a little little shop and uh my buddy thomas with the midnight purple uh 33 he had introduced me to him because he's 
he's got some family connection with him. I don't, I don't really know. It, it, it's a deep, intricate story. Uh, right. Uh, like, In and of itself, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but he he was backed up. And so he couldn't build me an engine. I wanted him to build it. Um, he couldn't rebuild me an engine for, you know, another three months. But Top Secret just so happened to have uh, some space. And they're like, oh, yeah, we could fit you in right before uh, Tokyo Auto Salon. 2014 and you know we'll, i'm gonna need we'll you to pause for just a second are you gonna sit here and tell me dead to my face that top secret was your backup plan <laughs> legitimately yes i did not i, I that's the I, biggest well, fucking I, flex i've ever heard in person well yeah. done sir <laughs> <laughs> like hey that takes the is. cake i don't give a fuck like it's, i mean yeah. i really want to get this guy to do it but you know, I settled for top fucking secret. I don't mean it that way. Like, <laughs> I know you I, don't, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if I would have had it my way, this other guy would have built my engine instead. Yeah, because I mean, he he would have <laughs> built it for you know a little bit less probably because right, I, I already sure. had a, a, a good relationship with him. He does. He still uh, did a lot of the suspension and transmission work in the car. Okay. Uh, he's he's like a, a huge master in that. Um, oh, I'm sure anyway, he's a yeah. shit. Like, you don't strike me as a dude who, like, half steps with fucking anything. So, like, I can't imagine that you would take your car to somebody who wasn't going to do good work. It's just like. <laughs> I think you give me a little bit too much credit. I, I'm a mechanic <laughs> in, in, in myself, so I half step my own shit sometimes. <laughs> 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 it's fine. I take my shit to cheap Charlie's where they don't put oil in their cars. He also buys five hundred dollar wheels for his fucking twenty nineteen S four. So you know, God, I haven't even used them yet. (laughs) Only because I shamed you out of it. Anyway, carry on. Winter wheels. I go. I go with my California. I guess. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. I called Smokey and said, "Hey, I know you're not doing shit. Build me." (laughs) Right. Um. And so, uh, really. So the, the the car was making 430 horsepower at, at okay. the wheels at, at one 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 point two bar um, at previously in that in that motor that I blew up, and my goal was always to be more for it to be more about response than about power necessarily because it's it's a track car like the car is already set up to be a track car set up very well to be you want yeah you want a flat power curve right you want like a consistent flat accessible power curve for sure right uh and and so that's really where the focus was in in the build um and so luckily and i guess luckily i i re- I, I guess i say luckily but not not really if i sorry no you're good i'm, uh, I'm being real because i i wanted an n1 block uh but at the time just the way Nissan and Ismo were making their new N1 blocks. Uh, they weren't readily available, and, and so like I don't know what is an N1 block. Is that like a Nismo block? Uh, N1 block is uh, a Nismo block. That it's, it's racing block. It's a little bit more fortified. Um, just in its like. Uh, so imagine like a IAG Stage Five, something similar. Like it's going to be beefed up. It's a little bit thicker. Well, that kind of that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's a little. Yeah, it's a little. It's a little bit thicker. Honestly, not that much different than an, uh, than the, a regular. Our RB26 block. Uh, it's just got uh, better cooling for the oil and, and water flows for the for the turbos. But that that could be you know made by a good machine shop uh, on yeah. a, on a stock block. To be honest. Yep. Um. And which is coincidentally exactly what Smokey told me when he said that hey, there's no N1 new N1 blocks. 
Um, but I do have this uh, already kind of built RB26 block that I have that's, you know, I've done personally. Um, it's still the stock displacement, but we could hone it out to 87 millimeters and make it a 2.7 liter uh, motor, you know, and that will really serve to be uh, what you want a response. And fair enough. I was like, uh, yeah, I guess a regular RB26 blocks, you know, magically massaged by Smokey Nagata uh, to 27, 2.7 liters is something that I could do with instead of a, you know, regular N- N1 block. <laughs> it's a humble brag. Is the N1 block a 2.8? No, it's, 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 still, a, it's, it's still the same uh, displacement as, as the regular O5U block. So the O5U block, it has that stamp O5U and the it's called the 24U, which is the N1 block. Um, if we're getting getting into specifics, sorry, too many questions about things I don't know about. <laughs> no, you're um, ask the questions, man. That's good. Yeah, I've I've gone down some of this rabbit hole. Trust me, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, and it's it's really yeah. We we could talk forever about it. Um, so basically, now the car has uh, a regular RB26 block. It's a 2.7 liter. Uh, you know, especially made by Top Secret, the the head in the block. I don't know exactly what they did in in terms of uh, internals or massaging or honing or you know all that great craft. Right. Um, but you know, it, I'm I'm sure it's there because the, <laughs> that motor is definitely good. Uh, it's got RB25. Uh, sorry, uh, R35 injectors, R35 mafs. It's got 2530 Kai. Uh, turbos, Ome, uh exhaust manifolds, Pexi um, turbo outlet pipes all the way to the exhaust full system. Uh, what else interesting that, that it's got on it? It also has a new HKS uh, special piping kit that I, I fitted just before leaving Japan last year. Kind of so right now it's making kind of clutch you around, I think. Uh it's a OS Geekin twin plate. Okay. Oh nice. And so what this was in 14? So uh yeah, I'm I'm pretty much running the, the same setup now as I was running in 14. So you've been running on that block for six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Arby's can be very Arby's like if well built or very reliable power like it's just like What's anything else thing? yeah what are you what are you making, what you making? Are you putting down? So, so brand new the the engine made 540 to the wheels at 1.2 bar <laughs> it's perfect like what else do you need in a street car tracker that's on pump gas uh so that no that's on uh 85 octane Japanese. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. They, they, they have the good shit over there, bro. They got, they got okay. the we don't. Which I'm still running. So I'm still running the tune, the same tune, and I'm going down to Sacramento every time I want to drive the car any any Sunoco? amount of distance to Sunoco to get uh to get raped in the ass for ten dollars a gallon. <laughs> yeah. Is it that's is that C16? Is that what that is out here? I'm, or is it just straight 100 octane? Because what C16? C16 is higher, isn't it? I'm not sure. I don't know. I, 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 the Sunoco, the Sunoco over in Sacramento is 100 oc, uh, and so. So how heavy is that car? Like 2,400, 2,500 pounds? Yeah, is it stripped? Like, it, what's it, it? What's the deal? 
No, it's full interior. Full interior. AC works. Uh, welded. AC works. Welded uh, to the chassis roll cage. It's got uh, nice. pretty rare Duloc um, C-pillar or B-pillar um, floor bar. Oh, that's cool. so that's so that, that's my other yeah that's my other question is like seeing as it obviously all you know gtrs sorry skylines come from japan but there's a ton of like super sick shit that's really hard to get stateside but being ingrained and being there for so long like what like really interesting pieces are on the car obviously it's got a top secret block and that's fucking cool as fuck as it is but like you said, like you got the dual like, like racing bars, like the door bars, right? Like that's those are incredibly hard to source. You know what I mean? That's so super cool. Uh, I, I, there's a, there's a lot of interesting pieces on the car. So it's got an Aragusta track spec rollover kit. So Aragusta is an Italian car, Italian suspension manufacturer. Mm-hmm. They they usually do like um, motorcycles, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason. Uh, back in the day, they decided to go. They make skyline suspension. They make a bunch of JDM uh, car suspension, and it's really yeah. good. I'm and sure. so, and, and and something that we haven't dove into yet, and um, that I guess I should at least explain a little bit of of how I've come across so many kind of rare parts for the car. Um, I. Got out of the army in 2014, and from 2014 to about 2000, mid, middle of 2017, I was working at a Japanese body shop, and like I was the only Amer- it was it was just me. I was the only foreigner working there. There was just Japanese dudes, uh, and that's a whole different story that that maybe we could get into another time. Did they hire you because of your car? No, uh, I started freelancing for them. And it just rolled into that. But they had a, an old drag 32 sitting and rotting away in their parking lot. Oh. And this old drag 32 had uh, like an uh, ATS uh, rear diff, race rear diff, had this Aragusta suspension. It had Cusco bar uh, arms, suspension arms everywhere. Uh, and what I'm still mad to this day and that I think I was a few days late on is that it had like a sick 800 horsepower um, motor and tranny attached to it that had just gotten ripped out of it by some other foreigner who, who was doing some dealings with it. And so like, I had missed that play by a few days, oh, uh, but like I started working there. Got to settle and, for the top so, secret block again. Fuck. <laughs> well, at this, at, but but at, like I, I was still in the, I was still, still in the army when the top seer work was getting done and i got out just after it it was done. oh so got like it, got the, it. i i received i received the car back from top secret in march of 2014 and i got out of the army in august of that year so how long did top then, C- how long did that whole transition take from i fucking grenaded my shit to i got to drive it again uh i grenaded it i grenaded that motor in november probably november of 2013 okay dropped it off uh, at top secret, maybe just before Christmas of that, of, of, of the next month, and then got it back, uh, tuned in March. I mean, all things considered, that is not a terrible turnaround. Yeah. Uh-uh. For, you know, like considering, considering what I've heard other GTR builders and, and dudes, uh, waiting in the States for like two years for a motor. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, dude, even stateside, and, fuck that. Like, you look at dudes building like vintage hot rods. It's like, oh, I dropped my car off three years ago. That's you know right. I mean? <laughs> yeah, working. That makes that makes me want to set up a business to, to establish Brown. a crate crate motor shipping thing. Uh, working as a mechanic six. in a dealership world, a turnaround time of three months is unrealistic. <laughs> unrealistic and i want to be a part of that life like i don't want to do a turnaround motor in like two days right you know like i've seen him do it stock for stock but, but i've I seen mean, him do it, it and it, it was a it, shit it show <laughs> right it, it just sucks it, you know unrealistic i i want to be a part of that life where it's like eh, you'll get your built motor in three months you know i got two other ones lined up type of you know type of shit so well, I mean Initially, they told me one month, and then, you know, that I That's knew a that, though. Yeah. right. Yeah, I knew that was a lie, right. and I also yeah, knew yeah. like, hey, I'm giving you, I'm giving you my my car a month before Tokyo Auto Salon, and I know that my car is not going to be in Auto Tokyo Auto Salon. Yeah, oh, you're yeah. not you priority. have other priorities. Yeah, you're the right. redheaded stepchild like, in the shop officially. Hundred yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. percent. Sorry, Easy. you're the. Omni-headed stepchild. Yeah. <laughs> so I, right, I have Kyle. the Argos- a protected class. We can't talk about them that way. <laughs> I, I have the Argos and coilovers on it. I have uh, R35 brakes front and rear, Dude, which are oh, also sick. top secret. They're pieces. so they're so sick. They're so sick. So, so funny, funny story about that. So this is like 2016 now. Uh, my R35 buddy, who's also a top secret customer. He tracks his car heavily at this time uh, on Fuji, which I, I was with. Uh, we, we tracked there as well. Not to um, interrupt, but this darker color with the different wheels, this is the R30. This has the R35 brakes. I'm just going to put it up so everybody can see it. But this is with the R35 brakes and all that stuff, right? Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. My, my, my th- the, 30, the darker 32. There. Yeah. 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 Um, so he was tracking his, his 35 pretty heavily. And I guess it wasn't the stock 35 brakes weren't enough for him on Fuji anymore. Uh, and he was knocking on like two minutes door, uh, which is pretty fast. Fuji. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's fucking hauling ass. Jesus uh, so he upgraded to, I forget what, but he upgraded and he had these R35 brakes. Uh, and he was just sent me a message. He's like, Hey man, I'm getting rid of these. Do you maybe want them? You know, I'll give you a good price. And we, you know, we arranged the price. Uh, but my next thing was getting him on the car and no one was doing our 35 brakes on 32 at the time. This is early 2016. Like literally no one was doing it. I think, um, I went back to talk. I'd Super never Ryan. heard of it until you just said it. So yeah, I don't think that anybody was doing that <laughs> shit. <laughs> and so uh, we went back to Top Secret. I uh, talked to Smokey, and he said that he's it's possible. It's just a matter of you know making an adapter for it, uh, and and that he had someone in mind to do it. And so he reached out and they did it. But uh, it's it's funny. Uh, this part, kind of part, it's funny to me, I, I guess maybe not funny to everybody else, but uh, Smokey was super confident that my wheels would not fit um, around the brakes. And right. at the time I was, I was dry. I, I had some cheap ass XXR wheels on it. How 18, fucking dare you? 
had track rubber on the around. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, so you're gonna beat the shit out of him, then who gives a fuck? But like, I well, thought you have my fucking winter wheels. No, you can't because it, you're it, Timmy, and Timmy doesn't have an R32. Carry on, Lenny. I'm sorry for the interruption. <laughs> I, I, I mean, a lot of a lot of people are, are gonna be mad knowing that I put XXR wheels on a 32. But if you're beating wow. the fuck out of it, like I'm, I'd be way less mad about like busting an XXR. They could be, they could be mad all they want. They're not driving it. <laughs> yep. At the end of the day, Max. Let's be real. They're gonna they're drive probably. home in their Honda. Civic. I mean, su- surprisingly, they're, they're pretty, pretty good wheels. They're pretty sturdy. I never had any issues with them. Yeah, but you know, okay, uh, other people have. I know. So, uh, Smokey, like, he was super dead set on. Like, he's like, no, these, these, whatever wheels you have on there, I don't even know what they are, aren't gonna work. Please buy some, you know, Ray Volk wheels or something. Go buy some T thirty sevens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so I mean, like, it's almost like Smokey knew because he was like, "Yeah, just buy these, like, just buy some rays or whatever." And at this, at the time, the ZE forties had just mm-hmm. come out, and those are really nice wheels. Ooh, super crisp. I really like them. And so I was really in tune with like the hyper blue, and at the time, Ooh. the hyper blue with the Bayside blue, I think I thought it would it would be okay or whatever. Um. <laughs> And so I almost bought those wheels, but I was like, my, thankfully, my wife was like, where the hell are you going to get the money for those wheels? Those are $3,700 wheels. <laughs> <laughs> you're already paying them for installation. And who knows what you're paying them for this, this uh, adapter bracket that you need for these, for these brakes. It's custom one out piece. Yeah. yeah. They right. haven't given <laughs> you the price for it yet. Plus whatever the fuck you paid for that brake package. Yeah. I'm like, Oh shit! You're right. Nah, those wheels will fit. <laughs> and I mean, they fit. I like. Yep. Hey. Oh heck yeah! A red if it's, if, it's, it, if it sits, oh. it fits, baby. That's how it works. Yeah, that's right. It fit. <laughs> but I but I've since you know um, gotten a little bit better of a, a clearance on them. Yeah. Um. Other interesting pieces, I guess, on the car would be the HKS. Uh, piping kit, the special piping kit that are that's now on it. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty recent piece. Um, it's special, at least to me, because uh, just so happens through the workings of this Japanese body shop that I was working at, uh, one of their customers or their friends is uh, one of the older mechanics of Garage Source. Oh Garage shit! Pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. A pretty yes. prominent uh, GTR. Yes. Uh, Top rank just had their ridiculous R33 over there. The sequential. Oh yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they keep it yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think it's it's on my Instagram page as well. Uh, a, a picture or a video too of a, a uh, deep midnight purple R33 with a big ass single. Uh, What's your Instagram? One of their, uh, Lenny D Day. Yeah, go ahead and plug it. Go ahead and plug plug that shit. L E N N Y D D. Yep, there it is. Yeah. Uh, it's probably somewhere in like the 2015, 2016 year. Uh, it. Oh, I, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. The magic of the internet. Where is Top Secret? Uh, it's in Chiba, just outside of Tokyo. Oh, that's tight. 
Timmy, if you don't know shit about Top Secret, you need to like I wasn't going to shame him that thing. hard, but I was just going to say like Top Secret is one of those shops. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like if you're like if you're an old school hot rod guy, there's like SoCal Speed Shop, right? They've been around forever. They have a lot of really notable vehicles that have come out of there. Top Secret, Garage Saurus. <clears throat> Top Secret, Garage Source, RWB, you know, fucking Nakai-san in his own body modification way. These are really heavy hitters in the Japanese car game, and they've done some prolific shit. Like, this is not like, this is not like Bolton, we built a clean car shit. This is like, I did a full fucking complete redesign of the body of this vehicle, swapped in a motor from a luxury sedan, made it made 1,200 horsepower, and shot it down the road at 200 miles an hour in like... 1996 we might need it we might need a, a different evening just to talk about all the shit that I, the cars i've seen dude, i would oh my I'm god open I for it. To. i'm totally down to dude yeah this has been a yeah this has been great so so right my last question yeah my last question and i want to i want to give you time because we got about 10 15 minutes left my last oh, this is the big single. Holy fucking balls! Are you serious? I'm, I found I found the R33. That is a big old single on that thing. Um, yeah. Just to complete the story on that, so the HKS special piping kit was installed by uh, this old timer mechanic of Garage Soros, which is a friend and also direct customer of this uh, R33. Mm-hmm. And so the the, the garages kind of coordinate um, between themselves to. The, the order uh, of operations to facilitate work between you know their their mutual customer um and so you know i, I talked to him a lot uh through the dealings with it because I, I did a lot of work a body work on this 33 in particular mm-hmm. um he installed this hks special piping kit and he had to custom fabricate uh a, a special uh one-off pipe whatnot because it's like I said before, once you start uh, modifying things, a lot of things within uh, the oh, RB26 and the body, uh, not a lot of the stuff working consort to to fit into the, into the structuralness of it. So and right. we had to cut and modify a lot of stuff. And so to me, that HKS piping kit is, is probably a one-off. Anyway, that's fucking sorry. sick. No, 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 I that's great. Down. No, let's. Yeah, like I said, I want to, you know, I wanted to, I want to ask this question and, uh, yeah. and have enough time to actually talk about it. First of all, the story is fucking cool as shit. This is like every JDM kid's wet dream your entire life. So good on you. And also fuck you at Thank the same you. time. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We, we, we also didn't touch on the fact that the man worked for the body shop and painted his own R32 GTR in Japan. That's that is sick. what I was gonna say that we need we, to talk we, about. We did. We, we didn't even <laughs> scratch the surface on the fact that this man lived in Japan for ten years, took this car from this 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 other dude's dream to his dream, and did pretty much all of that shit. I mean, that's fucking himself. sick. I mean, it's it's like it's a. This is like you don't have to know how to do everything on your car, right? Like it's it's unreasonable for most people there's obviously people that do know how to you know you're a helicopter mechanic you're obviously very mechanically minded obviously if you're working at a body shop 
there's there's techniques there's ways to look at body lines there's way to you know a lot of body work is touch a lot of body work is feel right you close your eyes you run your hand down the car and you listen to it right that kind of shit but to do it at a level where you're going to paint a car a deep color and make it look proper right because the darker the color the better job you got to do on the body work period that's how it works yep but there's something to be said for it's really important whether it's with your friends or your homies or whatever like work on your car dude like if you're a car guy Uh, work on your car like if i didn't know how to do something and i want to do it i called kyle right like yo can you help me come do this like i want to do it or like there was another tech dave at the when i worked at rover and he helped me put all the mods on the STI, Who the right? Fuck is Dave. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, like I had a hand in everything aside from tuning and getting my alignment done on my STI so far, right? But it's you—you you have a real appreciation for your car, and you fall in love with it, right? It, you build that connection. Yeah, absolutely. And, sure. And uh, I mean, there's a whole, there's a whole. Uh, like Eric Bana had a movie called the beat love the beast or some shit like that, where he talks about the car that him and his buddies grew up racing. He did the target Tasmania and all this shit and he wrecked it and they built it and put it back together. This whole thing. Right. And he has interviews with Jeremy Clarkson and all these other people. And it's like, if you're not a car person, you don't understand that you can grow an emotional attachment like you would to a dog or person to a car. Right. Oh, hell yeah. And that comes from getting your fucking hands dirty on it. Right, fighting oh, 100%. it because you, like, you. I'm sure when you had those turbos off, you're having, you're like, you're, you're bartering with the car. Like, just fucking work with me, please. I still have scars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, can you just oh, wait, to no, get? God. Let's do this. I'm trying to maybe, put you back maybe together. Mike, <laughs> maybe Mike will one day understand, like, what, what, like, this particular uh, scar, like the the particular points in which you get the scar means that you were working on a particular part. Yeah, and I guarantee you, there's another skyline guy. Be like, you got one of these. You got one of these. Oh, you did. You did. Videos. You can get that tatted on yourself. I'm not looking forward to that at all. No, but you Uh, should. But I will though. I'll love every second of it. I will love (laughs) every single fucking second of it. It's. I think anybody that works on cars loves and hates working on cars at the same time. Yeah. They. uh, They. it's like at the exact same time, there is no separation between the two, right? Like, no, there was a few years where I couldn't work on my car. Yeah. Like not like physically, mentally. Like, uh, Oh yeah. And, and yeah. it was in the, it was in the years where I was working on the body shop. Like it, it's kind of that old adage. Like you work on other people's cars all day. You don't want to work on your own. Shit, yeah. Right? It's the truth. No, 100%, yeah. There's something 100%. to be said for not doing what you love as a job because then you don't love it anymore. Correct. Pretty but, sure like, my Subaru sat I, on my garage for ten months before I actually finished it. <laughs> I I loved loved working at the the body shop, but like to be honest, like I was working 60, 70 hour days, like a, a seventy hour weeks. Excuse me. Yeah. Like I, I was working every Saturday, and so like it was more of a I don't have the mental fortitude. Or the, the energy and the physical to, energy to do. You just it. want a break, man. You just want like a like a. Ah. Every once in a while, you just got to take that, and that's okay. I mean, I went through a time period where, so I grew up always wrenching on shit boxes, right? Like I had a couple of two forties, I had RSX, I had all this other shit, and then um, I fell on hard times, like everybody does. I had a kid, all that stuff, and I was just I didn't really have a way to work on anything i didn't have any tools anymore because i'd moved so many times and you know you don't have all this shit and then slowly um 
since I got this STI, it's my second one, I've built up a half decent tool set and, you know, bought some shit off some of these guys and shit like that and been gotten back to working on my car. And it's like, there's a sense of freedom about it because it's like, I'll just fucking do it myself. A hundred percent. Right. I'll just fucking do it myself. And that's it. Right. Like call the homie like, Hey, yo, I'm going to do this. You down? I'll buy beers. Yeah. Literally, yeah, I was going to put the lip cut on the SGI and I called Kyle. I was like, yo, can I come use your Jack and Jack Sands? I'll bring beer. We're drinking fucking tall cans at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. lip cut on my car. I, yeah, we were. <laughs> Literally, I've formed lifelong friendships that way. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, that's the best. That's the best. And that's Very, what, that's that's what car best, community yeah. is. That is what car community yeah. is. Car community yeah. is not. Whether you like Nissans or Subarus, Hondas, yeah. it don't matter. I, I, yeah. You have a call to arms if anyone like, hey man, I just met you, but like, have you ever taken twin turbos out of a GTR or dealt with turbo cars? Oh yeah, man, I got you. I used yeah, to work exactly, at exactly right. Yeah, that's <laughs> the truth. It's, I can't tell you how many times at the base of GMR in LA there'd be some kid in his shitbox MR2 that was fucking overheating because those first gen MR2s just like to overheat. I don't know what the yeah. deal is, right? <laughs> and we're crawling in the engine bay trying to figure out ways to cool it down and figure out where the fucking cool. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just like. Yeah. I don't want to do that three o'clock in the morning, but this kid is 50 miles from home and needs to get home and his car yeah, is not fucking sure. cooperating. So I'm gonna help him out. You know sure. what I mean? Okay. And, uh, and that's just how it goes. But my last question was, we know the ordeal that Mike went through with his skyline as far as registering it, et cetera. And if you can't comment on this for legal reasons, please feel free to plead the fifth. But, importing a car from japan right mm -hmm. that we'll say is a couple degrees off of stock at this point <laughs> and getting a stock one is hard enough right getting especially in california how difficult of a process was that for you um it wasn't difficult um really at all but i guess i had a lot of practice prior to importing my own car. Okay. Um, and, and so like, this is a totally different other story is that <laughs> uh, also during the time that I was uh, working at this Japanese body shop, I was also working for uh, Ribsu Japan, which is uh, the mother oh. company of Ribsu. Yeah. Which, you know, we all know about. Um, but uh that being said i was the logistics manager for a lot of the service members uh okay. that were importing their uh cars through our our japanese-based company so like we just to just to be clear i just want to make this clear right, right now is that there there were two separate companies and all of that right. uh, nonsense that went on uh and so british japan was a completely separate company it's a completely separate entity and so that's who I was working for. And we were, we were, we were working in concert with Steve McCarthy and Ribsu USA over here. That's why they shared the, the same name. Um, but we were independent arranging business. a lot of, yeah, independent business. We were just arranging uh, a lot of the shipment. And so I, I was logistics manager in the greater Tokyo area. Uh, and so I, I had a lot of practice um, and a lot of networking contacts uh, through shipping companies and, and logistics businesses to to work all that paperwork and so when years later it came to uh time for me to leave and for me to import the 32 uh, over to the, to the states here 
Um, I just kind of used that and I did it all myself. Um, and I mean, I, I guess for anybody who's looking to do it uh, on their own for the first time, mm, it's not that hard. You do need to know a lot of people. You do need to have a good network, do a lot of research, but it's not impossible. Yeah. Um, but I would say that that the services that I've seen, you know, top rank included, or, or whoever you use, um, their service fees is pretty on par with with what you pay anyway. There's a there's a little bit of convenience. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's 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 literally what you would pay anyone else to arrange documents for you at that point. I mean, right? it's, but, it's a sort it's a service, right? You you yeah. got to pay the piper somewhere. I mean, it's yeah. a business. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and that for me, like that, that would be worth the headache. Just paying them the percentage, whatever it is, right? Be like, I want this thing, give it to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, me, me, yeah. myself. I mean, I, I, I did it for for a, a job for a few years, so I, I did it myself. And yeah, I and you have that. the right. You have the you know the ins and the outs, and you have the contacts. But for me, it's like it's more work to try and learn the ins and the outs and find the contacts, and it's just like pay Sean. Be like, dude, I want that thing. Send it to Texas, peace. You know what I mean? That's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That being said, the car is registered in Texas because uh, <laughs> it definitely will pass California. I'm also That's... a resident of Texas. I have a rental property in Texas just for uh, anybody who's listening. If there's any you fucking narcs listening, I have documents Fine. to prove it. If there's any fucking narcs listening, I also legit. Live in Arizona. I live in Arizona and I'm going there next week as well. <laughs> For any narcs that are listening, <laughs> be there next weekend, bitches. I actually live in Texas, and uh, I can do whatever the fuck I want, so that's cool. Nice, including so apparently uh, conceal carry handgun without a permit. Because I you saw want that. To adopt a GTI. Do I want to adopt a GTI? I mean, no. He wants a Golf R. I'm well, I, mean, I mean, technically, Alex yeah. does have um, perks in Texas. I'm just. I have saying. a few perks. I have a few perks. We should talk about that. Oh my god, you guys are gonna get me fucking. <laughs> Probably. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna be the first Texan to be raided by fucking carb. Watch. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. You're 100% welcome. You're right. Oh fucking my god. sick man. We Thank all you. are fucking jealous. That shit is tight. Thank you. Uh, Thank yeah, you. man. Listen. First of all, road. I think that this is. One of the fucking coolest car stories I've ever heard, and I've heard a lot of them. Thank you. Uh, oh, yeah. From yes. I, you know, I've, I've listened. I listen to a lot of automotive podcasts. Um, I listen to. I talk to a lot of people at car shows. When it's there's an interesting car, my first question is like, "Yo, what's up with this thing, dude?" You know what I mean? Like, what's what's the deal? I always like to hear some shit. And this is like a real story. This is by and large one of the coolest fucking podcasts. Like about a single dude in his car that I've ever heard. And I'm going to do everything in my power to promote the fucking shit out of this thing because <laughs> yeah. like this I is, that. yeah, you. this is, this is cool, dude. And you're a real ass car, dude. You know what I mean? This isn't like, Oh, how'd you get your R32? Well, I bought it. End of story, right? Like there's like a fucking, yeah. there's a long progression. There's some really interesting characters and any car person would gladly watch a movie based on the story of this car, because that's just how we fucking are. Right. Like a thousand percent, a thousand percent. Yeah. It's just, you got to live the fucking dream, dude. And it's cool to know that like somebody else did it. You know what I mean? Like it's, 
it's a real thing. And all of these places that, you know, all these places that guys like me and like Mike, who are like the real fucking JDM nerds and shit, like all the people that we grew up watching videos of and, and reading about in fucking super street and all this other shit. Right. Like I was one of those kids, man. Yeah. And you, it's like six degrees of separation. Right. And so it's just, yeah, this story is really exciting to me. The story does a lot for me personally. Um, and I appreciate you coming on, man. I do. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you taking time out of your day, out of your life to share this story with us. Um, and like I said, I hope a lot of other people listen, watch whatever, and uh, get the feels like this fucking story gave me the feels, man, because it hit hard. It hit the fucking nerdy kid deep inside. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, now I just want to go throw money at my car because that's just. Dude, it's so bad. I was just pull the credit card out and just go like swipe, swipe, swipe. swipe and swipe, stage and five all. blocks. It, sold. It yeah. <laughs> order it all. Order it all. Yeah. No. Like, my no, wife was seriously, like. Seriously, guys, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No, I mean, and I oh, would yeah. love to have you on again because I feel like you have a wealth yeah. of stories. On a small personal note, um, my wife made a really good point the other day. She goes, you have a stock catted downpipe, don't you? I was like, yeah. She's like, well, you don't need it anymore. I was like, no. She goes, aren't those things worth like 1800 bucks? And I was like, my God, I was like, <laughs> they are. They are. I was like, you know, and then I go, you know what else is eighteen hundred bucks? She goes, what well, I go, the wheels that I want. <laughs> oh, <laughs> big things are coming out to his life. Oh, big, big break. The only problem big is break. now I'm in in a market that doesn't need catted down pipes, and I'm trying to sell a fucking catted down pipe. So anybody, anybody in Cali <laughs> who needs a fucking catted down pipe, holler at your boy. It's already in a grim speed box. We can fucking make it work. Venmo me. Um, nice. he is Lenny D day on Instagram. He's got a sick ass car. Um, you can find us at rev match. What are you fucking rev match podcast on Instagram? I don't even remember anymore. Yes, we are. Damn <laughs> straight. We fucking I've are. officially made yeah. somebody else take over the Instagram management. And so, yeah, it's yeah. rev match podcast on Instagram, rev match podcast at YouTube, YouTube, but you probably know that cause you're probably watching. Um, thank you guys. We appreciate you as always. And, uh, Make sure everybody listens to this because the story is great. We have a couple. We have one other really big guest coming up very soon. So that'll be a fucking cool ass episode is all. We're really pushing to uh, do a little bit more with this this year than we did during the pandemic. Things are opening up. And uh, yeah, man, it's going to be great. Anyway, as always, thanks for listening. We love you guys and peace out. Do you see? Okay, bye. <laughs>